Microphone test, one, two, three, one, two, three. See, that's why you front a band and my rap career died in the ass. Uh, it's never too late. Because well, yeah. Lenny Kravitz says, It ain't over till it's over. I just, you know, man, I always just wanted to be like Vanilla Ice, but it's like mm. the 90s are a long time ago. I don't have the hair anymore. So I, yeah, I think you, I missed my window. But you got the cool shirt, man. I do. I've, I've got lots of cool shirts. But... I know, I know. But you, I saw you in one in particular on the weekend, and it was killer. Oh, that was that's that's my Halloween. One of my Halloween. It's it's so you know for those of you that aren't in the know, it's mm. official that September is all of September is officially Halloween Eve. So you know, right? I'm I'm getting in the spooky season spirit. Good on you. Good on you. That's awesome, man. I, I, I don't know about you, but I'm excited. I'm very excited. Um, uh, yeah. I'm but, very excited because I did a lot of adulting today and I came home yeah. to find a delivery that is Snake Eater 1 to 3 on DVD. And I'm very fucking uh, Lorenzo Lamar. We've, we've got to do, we've got to do an episode at some point on the greatness that was the llama. Yeah, the llama rules, man. Uh, man, there's a lot of love for the llama. I mean, I loved him, uh, obviously, in Snake Eater once upon a time, many moons ago. As a wee, as a wee drag man, I, I believe I saw it. But I saw him, uh, my memory of him is in Renegade. Oh, dude, man, fucking Renegade is just like fucking impacting my life. Right? Like for the last fucking week, because I was talking to my girlfriend about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I said, I like sent her as soon as I got those, I got those snake eaters off the guy last week. I, I paid yeah. for him, he was sending them to me. I sent her a picture. I said, fuck, I, babe, I just scored fucking snake eater because she's a fucking massive 80s action nut. Like we are, like she loves it. Like, you know, one of our first yeah, dates yeah. was. After our first date, it was a fucking Van Damme marathon. So, you know, Fuck that, was, yeah. that was pretty cool. We're um, doing pretty good so far because we've covered Van Damme and, and we've definitely, you know, we can't talk action without talking the llama. Well, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I was, she was like, oh, I was like, you know, you remember Lorenzo Lamas because she was an 80s fucking video kid like we are. Mm. And um, she's like, oh, she goes, I don't really remember Snake Eater. But she goes, I remember Renegade. And I was like, oh, fuck, Renegade. I was like, I fucking loved Renegade because. Dude, that's credibility. Exactly, man. I was like, I loved Renegade because yeah. the thing is, as like Renegade came out in the fucking nineties, and fucking Lorenzo Lamars looked exactly like Nomad in that show, and Didn't the fucking just. premise of the show was essentially Nomad, but like slightly toned down, and he had a Harley. Yeah. Like it was like, oh, he's on the run from the government, and he's been framed for a crime, and he goes from town to town busting heads and. 
You know, I think Renegade was a bounty hunter and Nomad was just a vigilante. But fucking the llama looked exactly like Jack Monroe. Totally, like the complete with mullet. The sun, yeah. the fucking whole bit. It was great. Actually, I, I got to ask, the Nomad, um, without diverting away from the llama, because how dare I? But the Nomad uh, component, for those not in the know, my understanding of Nomad was originally conceived by Steve Rogers, also known as Captain America, uh, when he retired the suit in the 70s, yes. I want to say. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And he took up the mantle of Nomad as just a, you know, a bit more vigilante style superhero. Yeah. Um, I mean, originally Nomad had like the blue spandex, the boots, the half cape and the yeah. disco Nightwing bare chest going on it was kind of marvel's answer to nightwing wasn't he yeah it kind of was but with super strength yeah yeah because the guy that followed after steve rogers uh he had remnants of the super soldier serum in him too didn't he yeah we'll see jack monroe was um brought out of suspended animation because he was bucky to the 1950s (sighs) captain america like uh when, when steve rogers was on ice um apparently there was this whole period in the fifties where the government tried to like bring Captain America back and they got this guy as cap and Jack Monroe was his Bucky. Um, but the super soldier serum that they used on them made them a little bit fucking wacky. And yeah, yeah. And then they like fridged them. And then Jack, I can't remember what happened to the other guy. Cause I just didn't really give a fuck about him. Mm. I always thought Jack Monroe was way more interesting. Yeah, so they, he brought was cool. him, they brought him out of suspended animation. He was, uh, he took over Nomad when Steve Rogers went back to become Captain America mm. and eventually got disillusioned with America and all that. And his Nomad morphed into the leather trench coat wearing long hair, sunglasses, perpetual Which five o'clock shadow, all awesome. black. Yeah. I've got a shotgun and roam from town to town getting involved in what today would be called SJW woke shit. Um, And like, you know, but I mean, like, you know, not to divert too much from the llama because we got to get back to... No, we are getting back to the llama, don't you Um, worry. And we got to talk about Comic-Con and a whole bunch of cool shit. Mm, But mm. like, man, Nomad was so fucking ahead of its time. Like it, it, to this day, remains one of my favorite Marvel comics because it's like, like, you know, this was a Marvel comic in the 90s that was mainstream. Like, it wasn't Vertigo. It wasn't Max. It wasn't anything hardcore adult. But it was it was mainstream. Like, yeah. it had an Infinity War crossover, for fuck's yeah. sake. But this dealt with, like, shit like the L.A. riots, animal cruelty, um, transgender Yeah, like, it was, stuff, it was urban, AIDS, urban like, stuff, dude. Yeah, dude. It was, dude, it was like, really... Shit you know, neo-Nazis, um, all sorts of stuff. Like, it was really sort of hardcore yeah. and cutting edge for its time. Um, and, uh, man, I've got the full series, and to this day, I fucking love it. I think it's brilliant. I'll have to read that sometime. But, man... I will lend it to you. I, I, you. I Man, I will fly the flag of Nomad wherever I get the chance. Thanks. Because, um, you know, Nomad, in my opinion, was kind of closely closely touched by Johnny Blaze when he went through his similar phase of five o'clock shadow, you know. Dude, it was the look for the nineties, man. It was it, it right? was the Marvel look. Like remember Gambit, Nova grew a ponytail Nova. and five o'clock stubble. Yeah. No uh, Namor. Fucking, you know, Gambit of course. And, Johnny Blaze. And this brings us back to the llama. Because yes. the llama 
revolutionized in my opinion the five o'clock shadow the the cool mullet hair the the leather trench coat you know riding the bike you know dude the, even our even our beloved richard marx was rocking the nomad hair man, and the five o'clock shadow in the film the hazard bro i gotta tell i gotta theorize i reckon richard marx when he wasn't crooning millions of people across the world he was secretly fighting crime in a leather trench coat and just taking names i just want to know has anyone seen and please write in if you have has anyone seen lorenzo lamars and richard marx in the same place at the same time you know what i don't think i don't think so i think you're onto something there jake Oh, yeah, dude. I, I'm, bro, I'm telling you, there's there's some Clark Kent Superman shit happening with those Yeah, two. I think so, man. I think so. Because it's coincidental, isn't it? <laughs> well, I want someone to challenge Richard Marks to a fight and see if he busts out any Kung Fu moves. Because then it'll be proven. Mm. Man, he, he'll, um, he will fuck your shit up. Three ways to Sunday. But, dude, I mean, yeah, look, the the llama just, like, he revolutionized it. You're yeah. right. Like, I mean, he, he made that shit popular. Fuck like, no. And, um, I mean, you know, Renegade came out, like, what, 91, 92? Nomad yeah, was about yeah. 91, 92. Coincidentally, just... all around the same time period. Mm. It, 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 it's a very cool time for comics. And, and I'm, I'm loving how we're formulating a subject matter from this because, boys and girls, if you haven't worked it out, we didn't really have a plan going into this. This was just... A cool as fuck. We're back. That's yeah, I know. Every, everyone that was at the panel that was expecting Roadhouse, you might get that next week. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, not nothing against the Swayze, but... Uh, nothing against the Swayze dog. I'm pretty sure, like, you know, if the Swayze dog had powered into the 90s doing action still, he would have been... Yeah. Well, he kind of was rocking the stubble and the mullet in yeah, Point was. Break, but it but, was But, you know, that, that's, that's worth a conversation because this, this conversation... Is all about the llama, dude. It's the fucking llamaville, and um, fuck yeah, it, it's an interesting time because I think we've tapped onto something. Not only Richard Marks and Lorenzo Lamar's not being in the same place at the same time, which is kind of fucking weird, um, but also talking about the comics at that period. I mean, you look at all you know, Marvel being as mainstream as they were had all their heroes go through a bit of a rough edge of sorts, well, you know? Yeah, they, they all kind of went grunge. Um, yeah, Luke Cage. For me, yeah. for me, it was kind of like, um, you know how there was that whole trend mm. of, like, boy bands? Like, you know, the yeah. three boys would come yeah. out and they'd be clean cut. But by yeah. the second or third album, they show up, they've got stubble, they're sporting a couple of tats, you yep. know, the hair's a bit longer. Yep. They're going to be grungier. The Marvel thing for me was like that because it's like, Suddenly, Namor's rocking a ponytail, right? Like, with a beard stubble, an earring, and a trench coat. <laughs> you know, even like... the Mandarin was rocking a bit of a Don Johnson suit look. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, I mean, the, the, this shit was going on. I mean, the the the, the tough, rugged look of the nineties was fucking in full force in Marvel comics. Well, yeah, I mean, I feel like Gambit was a bit of a trailblazer for it because he rocked up. You know, he had the the funky fucking. He was out the of funky... the blue, man. The funky sort of, you know, wild fucking hair going on, the trench coat, the cigarettes, yeah. the stubble. Yeah. And then I was like, hey, everyone seems to like that. Like, yeah. You know well, what we do? We bring back Johnny Dib- Johnny Blaze. We give him a ponytail, sunnies, an earring, the Don Johnson, and a trench coat, and some biker boots. And he can channel Hellfire through his shotgun. Dude, I fucking love that look for Johnny Blaze, That was my favourite look. I mean, yeah. 
I'm loving what they're doing with Johnny Blaze right now. But, oh yeah, yeah. But, but I, I got to say, I, I yeah. miss, I miss the, I miss the full on fucking chopper with the yeah. fucking ape hangers and the hell, the hellfire chopper, the sunnies, the, glued the sunnies, on. the trench coat, the sig, yeah. the, the stubble, the whole bit. It was like even Mephisto was a little bit, you know, fucking taken back by, by who the fuck is this badass dude, right? Yeah. <clears throat> um. Yeah, it was an interesting time, and like I said, Luke Cage went, you know, took on a bit of a tough guy vibe as well. Nova did the five o'clock shadow and weird ponytail. I didn't find that quite as effective. Um, yeah, like quite a few. Yeah, well, no, the whole thing with Nova was it's like you know he's got the ponytail coming out of the bucket helmet, and it's mm. just like, yeah, it's cool, but it's a bit weird. Yeah. Well, even fucking, I mean, I, I literally, um, speaking of 90s comics and Nova, I got an entire run of the New Warriors the other day. I was nice. so fucking chuffed because I've only ever, like, I, I had it years ago, lost it through either lending it to someone, yeah. selling it for funds for a movie or something like that. It was some, uh-huh. some shit. I lost uh-huh. it. But I got it back and was, like, flicking through them. And I was like, fuck, man, even Speedball got a trench coat in the 90s. Didn't he just? Yeah, like he had the whole black leather trench coat going on. I was like, wow. Like, yeah, yeah. We, was... we really kind of took this to extremes. I don't know. Something about the 90s gave us the Attitude Era, like, you know, WWE. It was, it was the DX era of Marvel yeah, Comics. Yeah, you know, like it, it just transcended through music, through comics, through movies, and the llama. The fucking llama, dude. Like, this guy, um, I believe he kick-started around, was it uh, Young and the Restless? I think it was that. I know Falcon Crest was his Falcon big Crest. thing. Yeah. That was like, his he was a, big thing. He was the daytime soap star, you know, just the suave, rugged, good-looking, you know, Adonis character. Um, But secretly, secretly, he was also a ass-kicking martial artist as well. well. I, I love that he, like, he was probably, out of all the, like, I mean, we'll call them, we'll, we'll be nice and call them the C-grade sort of direct-to-video action stars. Like, because there was... Which you know, I think we him, should cover. Yeah, there was, uh, we totally should. There was him, mm-hmm. there was, like, Billy Don the Dragon Wilson, um, Thomasine Griffith, like, Benny a lot the of those Jet, guys. Uh, Aquitas. Yep, um, fucking, um, Matthias House, um, or Matthias, or whatever his name is, that big blonde dude that was in Dark Angel, um, Cynthia Rothrock. Yeah, (laughs) she was a babe, come on. Cynthia Rothrock. (laughs) Can't believe you missed it. And who, uh, Michael Dudikoff. Yeah, the Dudikoff, yeah. The Dudikoff. We gotta talk about the dude. Oh, yeah, 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 but. Uh, then, I mean, you know, I, I'd, I'd probably even put Chuck Norris in there with those guys. Cause, yeah, you know, yeah, I would. Yeah, I, I, I don't think Chuck ever hit the A grade. Like he was, a, he was a canon film superstar. The, man, the Llama was my favorite. He yeah. was my favorite because he was just like you looked at the dude. And it's just like I want to be just like you when I when I grow up because you look fucking cool as fuck. Well, like was... especially when you started rocking the long hair and the stubble, you look like a fucking. Mm. A rock star who could beat the shit out of anyone. Well, he was a is a California native, and yeah, he uh, kickstarted his career in Falcon Crest from 1981 to 1990, and he received a Golden Globe Award nomination for Best Supporting Actor. Holy shit! There you yeah, go. Right? I did not know that. Right? 
crazy. But then he redeems himself, um, yeah, because he wants to be taken more seriously. And uh, stars as Reno Reigns in fucking Renegade from 92 to 97. Yeah. And fucking, if you haven't seen Renegade, what the fuck are you doing, man? Oh, man, Re- Renegade was just great. Because like I said, man, for me, it was like, it was not much of a stretch to just imagine that that was Nomad, the TV series. Yeah, I mean, it, was, it was pretty straightforward. Yeah. There, there wasn't a lot of like, you know, it was pretty much like, you know, fun adventure of the week, you know, overarching story that's pretty much like the A-team. It's like, you mm. know, oh, the government's after him because he's framed for a crime he didn't commit. Mind mm-hmm. you, I, w- one thing that always cracked me up about Renegade was like, how did the police not catch him? Because he's like this fucking studly dude riding around on a Harley with a big yeah. black leather trench coat, yeah. cool sunglasses, that fucking unmistakable hair. Like, it's not like he's inconspicuous, you know what I mean? Right. It, it, it's kind of weird. Like, his, he was a cop that was framed and he spends every episode, it was, you know, it's the classic TV show formula of all the great shows. You know, wrongly accused, on the run, but whilst doing good deeds for, you know, people down on their luck. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's fucking great. And um, I'm trying to remember his mate's name, the uh, the Native uh, oh, American Indian. Yeah, dude. I cannot remember his name for the life of me. And but I he used to play... Because I've got Renegade on DVD. But he used to play a bad guy... Uh, in movies early on, and yeah, well, he was in Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. He was the ah. big Native American dude that fucked Don Johnson's shit up. That yeah, yeah, you know, Don Johnson had to like brain like five or six times with the cue ball to actually knock him out. Yeah, okay, how's this for a fucking name? Pronounced Branscombe Richmond. That's his name. Ah, Amer- <laughs> American actor and stuntman. Known for his starring role as Bobby Six Killer. That's it. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, and he's been in heaps of movies. He's been in other TV series, but man, he just kicks ass. Yeah. So, like, a great supporting actor. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, he was awesome. Yeah, I, I got a lot. You know, that, that's the thing about that show that's so overlooked. Great soundtrack, you know, just that really cool fucking. Uh, Wild West fucking... Yeah, it's got kind of an almost country rock vibe to it. Right, yeah, totally. I mean, fuck's sakes, Billy Ray Cyrus even copied the... Come yeah, he, on! He totally did. He totally did. You can't tell me. I mean, I and... feel like Billy Ray kind of fucked it up. Like, he didn't do it well, but he did try. Look, I mean, there's another theory too, man. Don't you think it's weird that Billy Ray Cyrus and Lorenzo Lamas were never in the same room at the same time as well? Well, that would be a really interesting secret identity because it's like, like you know, by night I'm Lorenzo Lamar's. I'm a fucking stud. Men want to be me. Women want to fuck me. I am the coolest cat on earth. By day, I'm this fucking ass clown Billy Ray Cyrus with a fucking mullet that looks like he's had charisma bypass surgery. I'm theorizing going one step further, but to add to your theory, what if he's like Moon Knight? He has a duality of three oh, he's personalities got like six different personalities and like one of them is richard marx yeah like yeah billy ray cyrus is like the shitty stephen grant one from the mm-hmm. tv series mm-hmm. yep yep so they all they all carry similar traits um 
you know, with the stubble and the hair and everything. But, uh, yeah, quite interesting. I, I don't know. I think we're on to something there, dude. Mm. Mm. But, um, yeah, the, the Renegade show enjoyed 110 episodes, man. Fucking great. Yeah, uh, dude, and it, you know what, man? Uh, I, I watched it not that long ago, and it still holds up. Like, it is still a fun watch. Totally, man. And it's it's like, I mean, if you don't know the show Renegade, it's basically, you know, he plays Reno Reigns, a, a police officer framed for a murder he didn't commit. He goes on the run, joins forces with Bobby Six Killer. And, uh, yeah, and, you know, of course, there's also the uh, the main villain, the the, the the corrupt police officer. Um, what, what was his name? Dutch, I think. Oh, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, it's 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 a no-brainer style formula. So you don't need your brain to watch the show. You can just kick back and just watch the the llama just kick your ass, fucking from pillar to post for forty three minutes. Fun little fact too. Um, yeah. I never saw Renegade on TV until much later. My exposure to Renegade as a kid was the uh, recut versions that they released on VHS over here in Australia. Wow. And the really, really fucking weird ass thing was that to kind of, because a lot, a lot of the Lama's action films were pretty, um, they were, they were a bit, you know, they were, they were the typical action fair of the nineties. There was, you know, lots mm. of violence, lots of swearing, lots of sex. Um, so when they recut Renegade and released it on VHS here, I remember watching the first one and there's this massive sex scene in the middle of it. Like, oh, damn. Fairly explicit. Like, not between the llama, but between two sort of unrelated characters. Mm. And a lot of that shit was apparently filmed and cut into, like, the recut movie versions for VHS release in other countries that weren't carrying the show. Wow. So if you, track down, if you track down Renegade on VHS, there's some boobies and, and butt in it. Fuck yeah. That's all the more reason to go revisit that show. But um, he he went on to enjoy a, an illustrious career of, uh, you know, we shall say, would you, you'd say C-grade martial arts films? Oh, dude, I'd say they were C-grade, but they were good. And that's not an insult. Like, no, no. quality C-grade. You got you to gotta remember, kids, and here we go again. Old man on rocking chair. Nothing beats fucking going into the video store and just seeing a cool-looking cover like Snake Eater and going... Oh, yeah, that's my Friday night sorted. Oh, I mean, dude, I mean, do you remember The Immortal? The Lorenzo, the Llama movie, The Immortal, oh, which was basically fucking very Highlander. Vaguely. It was basically Highlander with the Llama in it. And it was great. Fuck like, yeah. it was a blatant ripoff of Highlander. Mm. But, dude, as a kid, I fucking loved it. I wasn't sitting there, like, watching it going, eh, this is just like Highlander, but, like, really poor. To me, it was just like, this is a fucking Highlander movie when we're not getting a new Highlander movie and it's got the llama in it. How cool is that? That is fucking cool as fuck. Fuck yeah. I mean, um, yeah, there, there was, um, he, he had some interesting movies. I mean, obviously, the Snake Eater trilogy is his pistol or resistance. Um, oh, yeah. that I mean, that was the one that put him on the map. Because, dude, I remember how popular Snake Eater was on video. Like, I was there. I, yeah. I'm that old. <laughs> but there was also, I mean, he had also the CIA movie, CIA. Yeah, Codename uh, Alexa. Yeah. Um, number two. Yeah, there was like Final Impact. Um, yeah, fi- uh, Final Impact. That was one I remembered. Um, yeah. 
yeah, I, I, it, it was cheesy watching it back now, but I mean, it's still armor, dude, and it's great. Yeah, he's consistent. Yeah, but, man, that, that's the thing. He's like, he was like a, um, he was like the rock and roll version of, of Van Damme to me. Yeah. Like, he was like the long haired, stubbly, super cool version of Van Damme. Like, I, I reckon he smashed at least 20 fucking Seagrass Lights films oh, just dude, off the top of my head. Easy, man. Easy. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, I long for the day that someone does a box set. <laughs> like, totally I right. That shit. Like, but dude, there's there's one movie that um we haven't talked about, and I don't know if you've seen it because I haven't seen it, but it's um coming to my attention there is a 2009 monster disaster epic starring the llama and Debbie Gibson, the pop the former pop singer. Oh God, Electric Youth. Yeah, yeah. still hot as fuck, yeah. but um. The movie is Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. Okay, I have not seen that. I really wanted to when it came out, but I just never got around to it because I was like, uh, I mean, for me, dude, I, I remember when that was coming out and I was like, fuck, the llama's making a comeback. This is rad. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, it's a degrade asylum piece of shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do so... I want to watch that? Do I want to taint my memories of this action god? Yeah. By watching him fight a shitty CGI well, octopus. If he does a fly kick at the fucking shark and the octopus, that could be entertaining. Well, see, that's the thing, man. Like, I could buy him in the Meg punching the shark to death mm. more than I did the staff. Yeah. All the love in the world for Statham, but, I mean, you know, there's there's cool and then there's Lorenzo Lamar's cool. And Debbie Gibson unleashes her sonic scream-like power. Yeah, like some fucking Black Canary shit. Yeah, yeah, like totally right. Sort of, you know, kind of bad 80s synth pop. So, I mean, that's our theory of the movie, but, the you know, our theory versus reality are two different things. So it's well, probably, I think our version's probably better than the yeah, one I think so. ever be. Jack Perez, the writer and director, if you're listening, um, listen, let's revisit this and, um, you know, we'll... We'll do you a favor. Yeah, re- remake, bro. Like, we'll, we'll yeah. write it for free. Just introduce us to the llama. Like, let, let me get my Renegade box set signed. Um, you know, I- introduce him to my girlfriend who will probably make a pass at. And I'm kind of okay with that. Like, and I'm sure she would be too. Look, man, if your um, girlfriend's going to make a pass at anyone, I mean, the llama has well, to be I an mean, exception, you know, dude, right? It's like, you, you can't get mad. It's like, you know, it's sort of like, honey, you know, Lorenzo Lamar's wants to have a go at me. It's just like, I can't fault him for it, and I can't fault you for saying yes because it's the llama. Like, and it's the same for Debbie Gibson, right? It's like he's he he he's renegade. Dude. Yeah, it's, it's Reno Reigns. Like, I'm yeah. like you know one degree of Kevin Bacon away from him, so I'm okay with this. Yeah, but he was like, uh, you know, of the many action stars of that time period, uh, you know, he was just that. You know, everything we've talked about in this episode so far is so true. He cool suave rugged and he backed his shit up with a mean ass kick man he was well dude i mean that's the thing man like as i was saying like snake eater was so fucking popular like tell us all about snake eater jake hey tell us all about snake eater snake eater was like don't dude i mean you know cast cast your mind back to the 80s but like man i remember going into video stores and that thing was so fucking popular like mm. you could not rent it for weeks 
Yeah. Like it was, it was one of those movies. Like, I mean, kids, you got to remember like back in the, back in the day you went into the video store and like the really popular movies, they had maybe 20 or 30 copies of, and they were all lined up on a wall. And you know, you, if they were really popular, you were fucked trying to get a copy of it. Like, you <laughs> up and try and reserve it and shit. And like, you know, some stores wouldn't, they go, Oh no, we don't do holds. And, some stores would be like, oh, yeah, it's already reserved, like, tonight it's all out. And you'd be like, fuck, man, am I never going to no. see this thing? Like, you know, it was it was a very real fear back in the day of, like, yeah. you know, am I ever going to get to see this before fucking, you know, Ben on the playground fucks it up and tells me all about it. Yeah. And Snake Eater inspired, if I'm not um, mistaken, uh, Metal Gear Solid, right? Oh, I think it was. I think it was like, I think the name was a mix of that, but it was also a bit of um, good old Snake Plissken. Yeah, right. So it was a bit of a combination of sorts. But I mean, it's the classic, it's the classic 80s action thing. It's like, you know, he's special forces. He's been in Vietnam, you know, he's come back to America and just wants to live like, you know, the John Rambo quiet life. Yeah. You know, the drug drug dealers and stuff like that, or someone, some bad people decide to do some bad shit, and he's yeah. just like, the cops can't handle it, and he's like, I'm gonna take the law into my own hands using my my special fucking Vietnam training <laughs> and fuck shit up and right the wrongs and all that. And yeah, I mean, you got like two sequels, so it can't be that bad. I mean, obviously, the popularity of the first film was enough to, you know. Um, fathom two sequels well and fun fact this is how cool the third one is you've got the llama fighting bam bam bigelow yes to the death yes bam bam bigelow is one of the best fucking wrestlers of that fucking era as well yeah man i think number three was like 92 yeah Um, it was like right before we started renegade basically and, um, yeah, Bam Bam Bigelow's the bad guy in it. And, you know, the best fun fact with, well, I, I don't know if it's a fun fact, but I'm just going to say it out loud. To my memory and knowledge, Bam Bam Bigelow was the first guy that I ever saw that had a fucking full head tattoo before fucking head tattoos became a thing. Oh, yeah, dude, I think you're right. Like, I mean, those I think flames, he's the first one I remember seeing, too. Yeah, I I don't know if it was just because we saw him on the wrestling or what, but dude, like you saw him and you went, "Oh man, this guy's fucking badass." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was um very badass and an, a very worthy opponent for the llama. But, you know, any any bad guy will give the llama a run for his money, but in the end, you can't beat the the llama. No, man, no, no, no. I mean, you know, like, the, yeah, dude, you know, the, the, the whip of the hair around before mm. he, like, beat the shit out of someone. It's it's classic. I, I feel like Tom Cruise completely ripped that off for Mission Impossible too. I think so too, man. Because the llama is, uh, is you know, mythological like Chuck Norris is. Dude, he's like a style icon. Like, he's mm. like a, a badass style icon. It's like... You know, if, if you if you wanted to like be really cool and kick ass, you wanted to look as good as him while you were doing it. Hundred mm, percent, man. Hundred percent. Um, fuck. So, boys and girls, if you if you haven't put two and two together, we're pretty much hinting to you. Uh, stop what you're doing. 
watch an episode of Renegade. You'll thank yeah. us later. Yeah, yeah. Watch Just Snake dive, dive, dive deep and swim in the waters of Lorenzo Lamar's uh, back catalogue, and um, you will enjoy it. You'll, Lorenzo's you'll come out of lotion. It. You will come <laughs> out of it wanting to grow your hair long, have razor stubble, throw on a black trench coat, and ride across this great land of ours riding wrongs and looking badass as fuck while doing it. Damn straight, man. Fucking or, great. Or, or maybe you'll just like want to go and complete your run of Nomad. It's only 25 issues. It's pretty mm. easy. Mm. 100%. 100%. Man, that's been, that's been fucking hell of a way to kick things off, dude. Yeah, dude. But uh, how fucking cool was Comic-Con over the weekend? Man, Oz Comic-Con ruled on so many levels, man. That was fun. It was uh, yeah, bro. it was great. I mean, and I was only there for one day. But dude, it was you know one day, two days. You get the vibe, you get the 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 jeers of it, and it's it's fucking all good, man. Like the convention magic is back, and it's just getting better and better, baby. But by, by this time next year, it'll be full blown. We'll have international guests pouring out of our sphincters, and um, yeah, which is where they come from. Which is truly where they come from. And uh, I, man, I think uh, Lorenzo Lamar should be a Oz Comic Con guest. Uh, f- I will sign that petition in fucking triplicate. Mm. Just thinking about it, I think, dude, like even if it's just for, for yourself and myself, um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I'd be happy with that. I'd probably be embarrassing. I'd just be sitting there looking at him. Like, I don't think I'd engage him in conversation. And he'd just be looking at me with that Reno Reigns glint going, what are you doing? And I'd just be like, I'm just basking in your awesomeness, bro. Like, it, it, it's, it's like... I'm um, hoping some of what's shining off you. I was trying to me. think of a, an example. And straight away, I just thought Marty McFly, Back to the Future, when he first sees his dad in the milk bar. And yeah. he's just staring yeah. at him and yeah. staring at him. Yeah. And in this case, the llama just turns around, wh- whip of the hair, and goes, "What are you looking at?" Before he <laughs> be snap like, kicks you. You're Lorenzo Lamas. <laughs> yeah, and this is my foot. Bam! <laughs> I'd be like uh, picking myself up off the ground, holding my chin, going, "Thank you, Mister Lamas." <laughs> I will never treat this broken jaw. <laughs> Does this guy know how to party or what? <laughs> oh yeah, but man, Oz Comic Con ruled. It was great. Oh. Yeah, dude, it was so much fun and just such a good vibe, man. Yeah, like, it, just, it was just like I, I, I feel like you know, it, it was just it was exactly what I needed after this, like this year and all this mm-hmm. bullshit. But it yeah. was just like it was such a good like. And this is going to sound really, really wanky, but it's such, such a good mental and spiritual recharge to like, yeah, just be around so many good people. I and agree. Just feel the good vibes, I agree. like you know, all the cosplayers and stuff like that. Yep. So, so good to see. Um, what was you know, some of your uh, favorite cosplayers? Sorry to interrupt there. I really, I mean, dude, there were so many good ones there, but like, I mean. You know, uh, aside like sexy Velma, like yeah, I don't know if you're listening. That was a really good cosplayer, man. Like you know, aside from the fact that she was like absolutely stunning, like Mm. any Scooby Doo is good Scooby Doo, and yeah, she did really great with it. But the dude dressed as the Grabber. Yeah, that was a good one too. He was great. Did you see? He had his mate was with him. 
running around as the metalhead kid victim, like all bloodied and shit. Oh, yes, I did see that. Dude, that was so fucking cool. Like, I was just like, because we saw him, like, Ray and I were outside. We saw him walking in. I was like, holy fuck, it's the grabber. Like, yeah, I got to get a photo with him later on. Um, and then of course, like I was like messaging B pictures of him. I'm like, yeah, okay. The irony of the grabber going to a convention where there's children is not lost on me. No, <laughs> I think it's great, and, and it's quite interesting too. The fact that you you mentioned the victim because I I noticed the victim, but I didn't connect the dots till you just brought that up. Well, I didn't and... even I didn't notice it either, dude. Until like after I'd gotten my photo with him, because I just stopped him. I'm like, dude, you look fucking rad. Can I please mm. get a photo with you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. And I was talking to his girlfriend. And she's like, oh, yeah, you know, great costume. Who helped you make it? And I'm like, oh, my God, did she make that? That's awesome. She's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's just filling me in about the costume. It was so fucking cool. And then just like after I took the photo, like this dude runs up to him, like this blonde hair, like same outfit, all bloody. He's like, oh, I found you. And like runs up to him and grabs him and gives him a hug. I was like, wow. Holy fuck, that's the metalhead kid from fucking the black phone. That is so cool. I, like it's. I don't know about you, but like convention wise, you don't often hear of someone playing a victim cosplay. Yeah, no, man, no. Like that's fucking cool, man. Yeah, I, dude, it was so right. I think like obviously they'd gone together and they just sort of gotten separated or something like that. Like maybe yeah. that was like their whole plan. But totally. If it wasn't, if it was or if it wasn't, I don't care. It was fucking awesome. Like Fuck yeah, I was dude. just like I. As a fucking fan of that movie, man, I was so blown away by it. I was like, this is just mm. rad beyond belief. Yeah, if you if you haven't already heard it, listen to our um, Freaky Friday uh, rundown on Black Phone. It was fucking, that was a really good chat. Yeah, now's, now's the time to do it too, because it's hitting uh, Blu-ray uh, this month, I think, or next. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Speaking of, um, and I, I'm not trying to divert away from Comic-Con, because we will get back to that, but... um. Interesting piece of news that I saw on the the social medias recently was the amount of people um, that can't wait and downloaded through a some sneaky link out there advanced screenings of the Monsters movie. Holy shit! Really? Yeah. Apparently, there I wasn't is, one of them because I would have seen it. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, there is a uh, version of the film um, that is out there in the uh, in the interwebs to all for all to see and. Huh. Uh, yeah, there you go. I can't wait, man. It's like, it's like, what, nine days away? Yeah, I'm excited. Eight dude. days away now? Like, yeah, I, I'm you know, very psyched. The thing is, I don't pay attention to the reviews of the general public because no. the, the funny thing about the reviews of the general public of Rob Zombie films is dismal. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if you picked up on that. but Dude, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's like, Every time, like, Rob Zombie could walk on water and the mm. internet would say, oh, look, Rob Zombie can't swim the next mm. day. Mm. Like, it's that kind of vibe. And I've I've loved all of his films. Um, like, I recently, uh, while we were on our break, I watched uh, the Firefly Trilogy again. Nice, um, nice. And, dude, I just, I love them. I They just get better every single time for me. Like, And he's, dude, he's the guy, he has outright said it himself man he goes you might not like it now but trust me 10 years from now you will be talking about this film with a lot of love yeah not those exact words but words to that effect yeah yeah dude exactly mm. it's and interesting I mean, yeah, I've, 
I've, I've loved this stuff. And it's like people always shit on it. Like every, like I just, every time, if I put something about Rob Zombie up on social media, I will get someone. Um, and look, I'm going to call you an asshole with all the affection in the world, but I will get some asshole on my friends list. You probably know who you are. If you're listening, will pop up and shit all over Rob Zombie's movies. And it's like, you know, we look, I'm not going to say you're not allowed to not like them, but like, mm. you know, I just, I just get tired of the constant bashing of his movies because, like, look, I like them. I don't care if you don't. Like, I'm sure Rob Zombie probably doesn't really care if you don't. Yeah, either. and we don't, we don't say this just because we're, you know, bonafide zombie fans or anything like that. It's like the guy generally a good movie. Period. Well, that's the thing, and I, I feel like you know we got to we got to do a Freaky Friday Rob Zombie dive before the monsters hit. So just oh, after, yeah. I think like. Absolutely. Yeah, man. That's just like, I, I, lo- I love his shit. And it's like, mm. I don't pay attention to any of the reviews because 99% of the time, it's like people that just don't get his aesthetic. They don't get what he's going for. I don't feel like they know anything about like 70s horror. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Because I really feel like you've got to be kind of steeped in 70s horror. I agree. To really love Rob Zombie stuff. It's like, you know, our chat about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm. I haven't revisited yet. It's on my list of things to do, mm. but I can appreciate the movie for what it was and what it did for the horror landscape yeah. back then. Yeah, and zombie stuff is obviously very much an affectionate sort of nod to that era. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely, agreed. Yeah, we'll do that one on a Freaky Friday for sure. Um, but yeah, getting back to the con, man. The con was a lot of fun. Um, I think uh, the crew. The crew at Oz Comic Con did a great job. They fucking smashed it. Um, the vendors were all great. The I love the Halloween ends walkthrough display. Yeah, that was cool. That was fun. And um, I've got to give a shout out to my mate Brian, who uh, um, I am struggling to remember the name of his company, but they do they do all these um, pop up um, display interactive um displays for the conventions and that no for, right. for marvel and disney and uh all the major movie companies so th- you know for the, the the fact that they did that and black adam was super cool yeah um so that just added to the charm of the fun of the convention um and yeah there was a lot of really good cosplay and uh and we and it was exactly the, the kind of medicine you and me needed, man. Yes, yeah, it really was. We got uh, to a bask in the nerdism. We, yeah. Yeah, but before we talk about our uh, our panel and how cool that was, I gotta give a shout out to you, bro, because oh, dude. dude. No, seriously, man, like you really I could. I was standing there at the booth with you, and um, at the free productions table. Go buy copies of all Jesse's comics because they're really good. End of Damn. paid advertisement. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, I was like sitting there. At the, at, well, standing there at the, at the table with you. I was just watching you, like you know, interacting with like people that were coming up and buying shit and stuff like that. And man, like you are honestly a creator and creative by which I feel all others should be measured by. And I'm not just saying this because I'm your friend and because we mm. do this podcast together and, you know, where, um, you know, we, we, one of us couldn't walk down the street without stepping in shit. Um, <laughs> but no, seriously, man, like I could just like see like how much 
the way you were interacting with people that were coming to the table was just making their fucking day. And like, you know, those two girls that came up that were dressed as like Disney princesses or yeah. whatever before, before me and Ray bailed, like, yeah. Dude, you made their fucking day by like signing that shit and chatting with them. And like, I can tell, like, you know, as they're coming up, they were a little bit nervous because, you know, you're a scary rock and roll looking dude and all that sort of shit. But you were just like really fucking cool with them. You really like took the time to make everyone feel important and special. And, you know, man, like seeing that was just like really inspiring and just like, Aww. fuck yeah, man. Like, this is like, this is my zone. This is where. I want to be with shit. Like, this is really fucking cool. Yeah. And it was just really awesome seeing, cause I mean, dude, you know, you, you could, you could be like, you're having a bad day or something and just be like a douchebag to people and just be like, yeah, yeah, buy my shit, whatever. Thanks. See you later. But mm. you took your time to make every single person that came up to your table feel welcome and included and special and heard and paid attention to. And you could really tell the difference that it made in those people's day. Like Aww. you could tell that they just like cruised away thinking like, Oh, that was so fucking cool. This guy like signed my comics and gave me a really good deal on them and gave me a free poster and a sticker and shit like that. Yeah. It was really fucking cool to see, man. And Thanks, like, honestly, man. brother fucking hats off to you for that. Like, oh, cheers, man. It's, it's a very cool person that can take their time. Like even when they're like working, which is essentially what you're doing, like you're working. Mm. Mm. to yeah. take their time to make everyone feel a little bit special and, you know, have that kind of personal connection and touch with them as they're like, just coming up to buy your shit. Like, it's very well, cool to see. That's thanks, man. I re- dude, that's really super kind of you, dude. And um, I'll send you that money later, dude. I promise. Yeah. Um, no worries. No yeah, worries. Yeah. I'm going to spend it on Lorenzo Lamar. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, no, seriously, man. I mean, I don't know. Like I, I, uh, you know, I, I I feel like I'm trying to put my own special stamp on the convention circuit. And uh, as I said to you, man, this time next year, it's your turn. You know, um, I, I believe in you for that reason. But I feel like, you know, and no discredit to other creators of comics and that out there. And a lot of them are super cool to the people. But for me, I've, you know, I've got my experience in my band where we we know the value of our fans. Yeah. And we celebrate that and embrace that. I'm Me especially. And I've just carried that over in what I do as a creator. And the most important thing for me is, is uh, you know, as I said on a post the other day, uh, if you ask me how much I sold... I'm going to tell you, I sold a lot of inspiration, yeah, you know, um, because that's all, you know, I, yeah, it's nice to sell comics and make money and it does help, but I think it also helps more when you, when you meet young kids um, that, that are very shy and then open up to you and tell you they write their own comic books yeah. and they want to make a comic book, you know, like that is fucking that to me, that's priceless. Yeah, man. Well, and I also feel like, and you know, stop me if I'm wrong, but I also mm. feel like for people like you and me, it's because we're fans ourselves. Yes. So we know the value yes. of meeting someone who's doing something that you want to do or something uh-huh. that you're interested in and being able to talk to them on a, you know, like an even playing field where you're not, 
they're not standing above you looking down or talking down to you or anything. It's like, you know, you're just meeting them like person to person and being able to engage with them and, you know, talk to them about stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. that's, you know, to meet someone that has inspired you or given you entertainment or something like that and being able to, you know, have that connection with them, even if it's mm-hmm. only for a couple of minutes, like when Absolutely. you're chatting to them at a convention yeah. or something like that, yeah, is really important and really encouraging to you and i think you know for both you and me as fans of stuff like you know being able to do that to someone the way it's been done to us by people Mm. is a really cool thing to be able to do and to pay it forward like i mean absolutely you know man like i said to you like i was fucking blown away because like after um after our panel like i had a dude come up to me while i was just shopping for t-shirts with with my girlfriend Mm. and be like oh hey dude can i get a photo with you and i was like floored i was like yeah i was like you know initially my brain's like excited when you told me that initially my brain's just like me why (laughs) (laughs) like i'm some asshole in a halloween hawaiian shirt like but I mean, I just like that, like, you know, went through my head for like two seconds. I was like, oh, yeah, man, sure. And he's like, oh, I really enjoyed the panel. It was so inspiring. And I was like, oh, dude, that's great. I'm, I'm really glad you liked it. Like, you know, mm. thanks so much for coming along and listening to us. And, you know, just had a, a little chat with him. And it was just really fucking cool. Like, it that was, is so I was, cool. I was tripping balls for the rest of the day that, like, that actually happened. I was like, holy fuck. Like, wow. Like, I, guess we weren't just sitting but, I mean, talking bullshit for no, fucking an hour you know but that's that's the magnitude of you know to to expand on what you to extrapolate that's my word of today exactly. extrapolate on what you said Good word. Uh, thank you um <laughs> i didn't make it up but um to expand on that word is is uh, on what you said about you know that we're fans it's we're selling uh we're we're not selling you know, carbon products and, and, you know, again, no discredit, but there are people and businesses out there that do exactly that. Almost as if they have no soul. Mm. They just sell. They just want your money. They don't give a fuck about having a conversation with you about the, the five infinity stones or anything like that. They don't care about the difference between red Hulk and green Hulk. They they just want your fucking money and they want you to fuck off and yeah. um, till next time. Well, it's one thing I sort of noticed like a million years ago in the nineties, man, when I was working in a CD store, like I was mm. working in this indie CD store with some friends, some friends of mine owned it. Right. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd like pitch in there every now and then, or like, you know, I'd, I'd run the shop for them if they wanted to go away to a gig or something like that. Mm. And one thing I noticed was, um, so many kids would come up and, you know, because we were a specialized store, like we basically went alternative and metal. Like cool. we weren't, we weren't a store that you would find the Spice Girls in or anything like that. It was just alternative and metal and a little bit of, um, you know, like techno, like prodigy sort of stuff. That's, Cause it was the nineties. So it was the time. Yeah. <laughs> but um, one thing I noticed was like, <clears throat> we would get so many kids come up and just want to talk to us about music. Like, they, you know, they, they, they may not have like had any money on them to buy anything or something like that. But then, you know, that you would talk to them, you just chat to them. And even if they walked away and you sort of were like, whoa, that kid really likes to overshare or something like that, you know, after they left and stuff like that, you would, they would come back and, you know, they would buy something. And it was like, 
it was sort of like their haven, you know? It mm. was like, this is where they go to get away from everything. They feel included. They feel like they fit in. And it's like, yeah, so what? They're a little weird. Like, who the fuck is a little weird at 14 or 15, well, you know? exactly. Um, and, you know, it just really, you know, it, it's not like, look, we're not saving the fucking world here, but you could tell it really made a difference in their life or their day to have somewhere that they could go that played the music they liked, that they felt like they were included, they felt like they had somewhere to belong, you know, they could talk about, like, you know, all the music they loved or whatever, or, you know, in this case, like, comics they loved or stuff or whatever, or movies, um, and just feel at home. And, you know, maybe they couldn't get that somewhere else. I mean, it's just sort of the same theory I take on Halloween, because, like, you know, as I've said before, it's like every Halloween – we do up bags full of treats. We chuck in a couple of movies. We chuck in some comics, you know, wh- whatever we can get and give mm. them out to the kids as they come around a trick or treat. And it really makes their year. I mean, you know, like I said, we have, we've had kids come back, like parents come back and give us gifts because, you know, what we gave out to their kid made their whole fucking year. And I just feel like, you know, I just feel like that's a really good thing to do. It's like, you know, you're, you're not only like, you know, helping the next generation out and passing down the shit that, you know, you've learned or that you've liked for someone else to discover. Like, you know, you're kind of making a, a big difference in someone's day. And I just think that's the coolest thing to do ever. Yeah, I think so too, man. I, I agree. And um, that, that's so true, man. It's, it's, it's really just taking the time to be kind. And I've said that a million times. We've talked about that a lot. And yeah. that's exactly what it is. And you know, getting back to the Comic-Con, that's exactly what we did, man. We just, mm. you know, we're fans like everybody else. And, you know, um, my, you know, without sort of tooting my horn, I, I've, I've been smashing the conventions pretty hard this year. You have, man. You've been fucking on the road like uh, Ah, bro, I'm except, on a mission. You know, you're not writing wrongs. You're man, comics. I, I, you know, if, if I could be, uh, if I could liken my creator status to a character, I, I think I will, um, use the llama as my, yeah. Yeah, as dude. my spirit you, animal. You, yeah. You, 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 you're like the comic book version of the llama. Yeah. I, I am just that rogue, rugged fucking nomad character in a sea of fucking just commercial fucking whatever. Uh, and and some mighty fine creators as well. Um, I just stick out on my own, and it's 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 fucking intimidating, right? And I'll I'll get I'll get back to my point in a second, but um, it's intimidating when you're there at a booth and you'll run into this yourself. You're there trying to sell your creation that you're passionate about, but you're surrounded by other vendors that are selling. You know, and no discredit to their talents. They're all fucking brilliant artists and stuff. But, you know, they're essentially just selling, they're like cover bands just selling the fucking, the same song. There's, you yeah. know, like they're selling Stranger Things, they're selling fucking anime, you know. Um, it's just all, it's basically just, you know, reproduced um, versions from their perspective of mm. everyone's favorite. Um, things at the time you know so all the yeah. all the anime and manga kids are fucking flocking to all the you know the cool charms and little pictures and stickers and people are buying digital prints of eddie munson because you know stranger things is all the rage and it's good i mean fucking you know you know when i was 
12, 13, I'd probably do the same thing myself, you know. But nestled in between all of the fucking glitz and glamour is this little black sheep selling this little comic you've never heard of. And um, I just want to take a moment to tip my hat to every single one of those creators like me out there that just sit there and feel like they're alone. I just want to tell you, you're not alone. We're fucking, we are the underdogs and we are here to stay. Yeah. Well, and like, I, like I said, dude, like, you know, I saw so many, so many people like that were coming up to your booth and stuff like that. And mm. you know what, man, they, I, I'm telling you fucking now, man, they went away remembering you. They, they went away remembering you, remembering Freakenstein, remembering yeah. Furious, the whole bit. Like, because we're selling memories, know, dude. Yeah, dude, you totally are. And I know for a fact that it, you know, they might have gone to like five booths and just mm. had someone just be like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, you want to buy this? Yep, cool. Okay, whatever. And then they go to yours and you're having a conversation with them and engaging them, you know, fan to fan. Mm. 100%, just so it happens dude. that you've created something that you've got on paper there that they can buy. Well, the thing is, is that I'm, I'm not only fucking, again, I'm not going to toot my, but the, the thing is, I pride myself on not just selling my creations, but, you know, selling happiness to people that, that swing by. Like if I see people, uh, you know, there were so many people in cosplay that made their own costumes and mm. I just yelled out to them. I was like, did you make that? And they're like, yeah. And I, and I would give them props, dude. Yeah. I would make them feel so good about themselves and I wouldn't even try and sell my comic. I would just be like, dude, high five. Because that's fucking well, awesome. dude, I mean, I saw that, like, that young couple that were, I don't know what they fucking were, Tokyo Ghoul or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something they, like that. alternative or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, we're sitting there chatting and out of the blue, you just yell out to them. And I could just tell, like, I'm not saying I'm the fucking, you know, I'm not Professor X here. I can't read minds. But you could just tell they lit up. Mm. Like, they lit up the second you called out to them. Because it's like... Hey, here's a dude who's alternative, who's a metalhead like us that's fucking giving us props. How cool is that? Yeah, and that, and that's all these people want. You know, they're not they're not fishing for validation. They're just like, no. they just want to know that they're special, that they're important. Uh, and and for some of these people, man, you know, getting into conversations with them about their cosplay, they were so proud of what they'd created, and it took a bit of fucking digging to get them to open up about what yeah. they did but when they did fuck me did they flower they yeah. were just so happy you know yeah and and to me them walking away with the biggest smile on their face that was worth so much more than them just walking away with another copy of my comic yeah that that was way more important so yeah so um yeah i don't know what the point of that was but oh yeah yeah but getting back to my initial point was that smashing these conventions, I've been really honing in on, you know, selling, really selling what I'm doing as a creator and the way I create. And I've been very fortunate to do some panel talks and the opportunity to do another panel talk at Oz Comic Con was fucking too good to refuse and a great opportunity to invite my buddy Jake to fucking... You know, I just knew that if you and me could be on a stage together after the fun we had last time and just do our own panel about our stuff, yeah, I knew it would be fucking good and boy, was it fucking awesome. Yeah, dude, it was a blast. It was just really, um, it was really cool yeah. to like, 
Um, because I was, I was, you know, you, you have those thoughts go through your head where you're like, oh fuck, what if no one shows up? You know, what if? Uh, it's dude, just, I was thinking that. What if it's just us two idiots sitting there talking to a fucking empty room, and it's yeah. just like, you know, my my girlfriend's sitting there watching us, and she already knows all this shit anyway. Yeah. Um, so she's sitting there with her like, you know, bored look in her eyes, going, "Oh, for fuck's sake, like, do I have to hear this again?" But mm-hmm. no, babe, you wouldn't do that. I know. I'm just like being a dickhead. Um, <laughs> but it was really good, man, and it was just. It was just so awesome to see, like, you know, and not in an ego boost way, but it was just so awesome to see people, like, really intently listening Mm -hmm. and actually finding us funny. Like, yeah, dude, like, like, oh my God, people think we're funny. It was great. Like, I I, I thought we were just doing this and entertaining ourselves. (laughs) No, man, I just, I don't know, man. I just knew that if we gave them a bit of that energy that we, give on this show i just knew people would just fucking embrace it and yeah they did man like, yeah man yeah uh there were laughter and there was people notes you know yeah, that, i, I that saw people were, like away. taking notes and shit i'm just like <laughs> you're writing this down like yeah dude like you actually think i've got something intelligent to say here like yeah wow. and um, there was some good questions as I'm well like, you know, I'm just like, I don't know whether to like thank you or kind of feel sorry for you that you listened to me. <laughs> um, but no, man, like, yeah, it was just really, really cool. Like, there was that lady in the front that was like, yeah, she was really intently listening. There was that dude that asked us about, um, you know, doing like audio, yep, like yep. audio plays and stuff like that. Good which, questions, really, really good, good questions, questions. Yeah. and like shit where it was just like, fuck, I hadn't thought of that. Like, yeah, why wasn't I prepared for this? <laughs> but that's the beauty of it. Like, yeah, uh, no, it was great, man. I don't know. Like, I mean, we initially were sort of, we had a, a bit of an idea going into this, what we were going to do. We knew that we'd talk about our, um, our individual creations and your script writing and, and experience, but also we talk about our podcasts and how we make it and everything. Yeah. In, in, you know, and the whole goal of it was to inspire these, you know, creative minds that I know were in the audience that just needed that little bit of reassurance and that little kick up the ass from us to say, yeah, you can do it. Yeah. And here's how you're going to do it. Um, yeah. Well, that was it, really it cool. Was, it was cool. Cause it was like, you know, it's something that we've, we've talked about on the show, like mm. repeatedly, man, mm. about like, you know, just going out and doing it and not, you know, not listening to the naysayers and the people that tell you you can't do it and you got to do this and you got to do yeah. that and all that sort of stuff and just going out and having a go and even if it sucks like you've at least done it and yeah. you can improve on that like it was just really cool to be able to like you know do that in mm. front of an audience and have people so engaged and yeah you know so listening to it and you know just like yeah, like, you know, I mean, I, I was like, you know, I saw people's eyes lighting up when I said, like, you know, go and read Stephen King's On Writing. And they're like, oh, I haven't read that. Like, yeah. You know, this right. is like, yeah, fucking do it. Like, seriously, just yeah. go I do mean, that. You, you do, said that and that. then I backed it up and said, read Save the Cat, you know, about yeah. script writing. And it was just like, we were giving people the tools to go forth and be inspired to go create, whether it was writing a book or a comic book or a script we're giving them the tools to go forth and, and do that, you know? And um, I just never understand why a lot of panels give, and I'm not, you know, pointing anyone out here, but you know, I've seen panels where they give you half assed fucking information seminars on, on how to do things. It's like, dude, I would rather 
everyone know the, the, the secrets. And, you know, the profit for me is seeing others go out there and do great things. And, you know, well, whether yeah. they say thanks to us or not, that's irrelevant because, well, yeah, I man, don't know. I, I kind of feel like it's like, you know, I, I feel like, I've never sort of subscribed to that theory of like, you know, never let them know the magic trick. Like a good magician never reveals his. Yeah. Fuck that shit. Yeah. Um, I just, I would rather, you know, like, I mean, you know, for you as well, I'm sure Mm. you feel the same way I do. It's like, Mm. you know, a lot of this sort of shit that we've learned has been, you know, fairly hard won lessons. Like, yeah, absolutely, man. And I would rather, you know, give people some tips and let them go, hey, you know, this is what I did. And, you know, it was kind of a fuck up, but I learned this and this is the way you can do it better so that they can go out and do so. Because, I mean, you know, and like you said, the reward is like, you know, seeing people go and do shit. And the yeah. other reward is like, I might get to read or watch or listen to or see some really fucking cool shit that I might love out of this. Mm-hmm. 100% dude. Like, and- you know, that kid in the audience might go and create some fucking absolutely awesome kick-ass fucking vampire or werewolf story or yeah. something like that, that I read and go, holy fuck, that's really good. And, you know, whether well, he fucking credits us or not, maybe like, you know, we inspired him to do that. And yeah. that's rad. Like, it's like, yeah. cool. Well, some of these kids ca- that were at the panel came up later. I don't know if you were there or not, but they came up and told me some of their ideas. And dude, no, I'm go- I, I think I was, I think I was shopping like a whore. Okay, after so that that, um, that that mum and dad with their kids, oh, they yeah, came yeah, along, yeah. bought a couple of comics, but the kids opened up and told me that you know that one of the kids was uh, illustrating and writing his own comic book. And I was like, oh, cool, man. What's it all about? And when he told me, man, I, I'm glad I was sitting down because I was blown away by his concept. And I'm yeah. like, you're like 12 years old. How the fuck is this happening? This is amazing. Like he had this yeah. amazing zombie concept idea. That's dystopian so cool. future, all the rest. But he had a really cool spin on it. And I just... I it just gave me flashbacks to when I was his age writing, you know, similar kind of far-fetched fucking imaginative stories at that age. And I just went, you're in good hands with your parents, dude. Fucking. And I, I saluted his mum and dad and said, please um, keep up the good work, man. This is fantastic. And yeah, that's rad. Yeah. And they that's walked so away, cool. man. They walked away so happy. And he was fucking more determined than ever to make his comic book. And I, that that just, for me, that was my weekend. Yeah, that's so cool, man. Yeah, dude. It was fucking rad. And, but yeah, man, how, how fun was that Comic-Con, man? It was fun. Oh, dude, it was, it was great, man. It was, like I, like I said, it, it has been, you know, and we, we won't harp on about it, but it has been a shit blizzard of a year. And, like, going to Comic-Con... And, you know, getting to hang with you, getting to see you interact with people and, you know, doing the panel and just the general good vibe of seeing all these people in their awesome costumes. There was a guy there dressed as Rob Zombie's Michael Myers, dude. I I saw that. Yep. For being Michael Myers from Rob Zombie's films rather than just the general one. You know, there was a Leatherface the day before that that was actually pretty good, too. That was the same guy, I think. I think he, so. He actually said to me, he's like, oh, yeah, yesterday I was Leatherface. I'm like, oh, yeah. dude, that's so rad. And there was a metalhead that I didn't recognize, 
uh, who dressed as um, Tobias Forge from Ghost. Oh, cool. And he was carrying around his baby. Oh, that's so cool. It was mint. There was, a, there was a dad dressed as Casey Jones. I didn't get a photo of him, but I really yeah. wanted to. He looked fucking great. Um, you know, man, just being there and just experiencing all that was just such a good, like, mental and spiritual recharge yeah. after this year. It was yep. just like, it was like the perfect medicine that I needed. It really was. And, you know, props to, you know, guys that um, that continuously support the, the convention circuit and, you know, drag their fucking deck you know, the the creative asses along like um Terry from Beck Cosplay who brings his fucking Terminator Warhammer suit every every convention, that big eight foot tall fucking Yeah, white so I, saw, I saw Terry cruising around. I didn't get to say yeah. hello to him, but yeah, I did see but, him cruising around. Yeah, he's one of the, the fucking champions of these conventions. You know, like no bullshit, hands down fucking legend. And and there's just I don't know the, the magic of the convention is exactly what people like you, me, and all the kids of the world need, man. Like, we just get to live in that fucking escapism for a weekend, whether it's one day or two days. We just get to escape and just be kids for the weekend, and it's great. Oh, dude, it's great. It's it's like it's it's like Halloween for me almost. It's just like, but it's it's you know, it's Halloween with a gigantic group of people that you don't mm. know, but everyone's just there on the same page just wanting to have a good time and you know be cool to each other and stuff and yeah i mean i I feel i feel you know like i I, if you're gonna go and do a panel or something just hang around for the whole fucking day like you know hang around like say hi to people and stuff like that like don't just go there and do your thing and then bail like Mm. you know it's just such a fucking it sounds wanky to say, but it is just such a magical experience. Like it's so, and dude, to top it off, we're driving home, man. You saw the photos. Mm. We're driving home. We fucking spot the mystery machine parked by the beach. How fucking cool is it that? It was so rad. Like girlfriend actually fucking looped the block. She's like, do you want me to loop the block so we can get a photo? And I'm like, oh, and she's like, fuck it. We're getting a photo. Yeah. Cruise down the block, pull up, run up, get a selfie with the mystery machine. It's like, oh, dude, what a perfect end to a perfect day. That's great, man. That That's, that's exactly what the, the, the whole weekend's about, man. It's just that fucking just bliss. If yeah, it, dude, it is. Absolutely. And I've got a blue falcon and dynamite figure. Woohoo! I mean, you know. That was that was just such a win, yeah. But no, yeah, dude, it, it, was, was, it was just so so good, and like, yeah, the the panel was just such a great, like, so fun, and you know, <clears throat> I was kind of like, you know, a bit like, oh fuck, you know, I wonder if people. Are go- I don't think anyone gave a fuck that we just winged the whole thing, <laughs> like, you know. Dude, to be honest, the more of these conventions I do, and you know, fuck, I'm I'm just gonna, you know, put it out there, but a lot of it is. It's not really scripted. It's not really planned. It's off the cuff. And I find that's the best way to do well, these things. It's funny that you say that because Ray was uh, standing with the lady that was emceeing it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, sort of having a bit of a chat to her while, while we were doing our thing. Mm. And um, she was like, apparently she was saying like, these guys are so fucking funny. Like she was laughing her ass off at us. <laughs> um, she just, she thought we were fucking great. She's like, oh, they're so bad. Like, you know, we had we had one panel like yesterday or something like that or earlier in the day or something where it was just you know people were just reading off scripts and it was 
really dull and kind of lifeless. Mm. And yeah, Reed just sort of said, you give these guys a subject and they'll just go on for hours. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, you can tell my girlfriend listens to the podcast. <clears throat> Doing a good job, right? Um, yeah, we'll we, send we, you checks in the mail. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I was like, we, we would never waffle on for hours on just one subject or randomly decide to talk about Lorenzo Lamar's for 45 no. minutes. I mean, you know, like, we never, do, we never do an episode about the crows that goes for almost three hours. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, Jeez. that's, that's, oh, doesn't man, that's, sound like us at all. No, yeah, that's I mean, ridiculous. I, I just, I, my, my point, I guess my point is, is like, people seem to really respond to it. Like, yeah. it just, I think it felt, I think it felt good just to have it be, you know, fairly informal and just like a bit of conversation because, I mean, yeah, we had one or two people get up and leave and another couple of people come yeah, in. But, but it's going to happen. You can't hold a gun it, to people's um, head and make them stay. Well, yeah, but I mean, I, I guess like, you know, it wasn't driving people away. People seem to be genuinely no. engaged yeah. and yeah. hanging out. And, you know, if uh, my Instagram's anything to go by, people seem to really love what we did so, yeah that's gold man that's really you know, good that was like oh wow like yeah i guess some of you fuckers were there like <laughs> yeah no shout out to everyone that was there and um and it's, it's crazy being because you, you know jake and me were fucking really surprised to see that we had an audience you know it was yeah like they were sitting there like a, a fucking class ready to go and uh you could have well, yeah i mean you know, i i sort of um yeah, I, I ducked outside for a bit and it was like, oh, I'll come here. So, you know, yeah, when I walked out, it was like there was no one there. I was like, oh, you know, I'll come again and, you know, mm. we'll, we'll catch up at the stage and sit down and that. And, like, yeah. you know, I'm walking in, my phone's like going off and you're going, like, how far away are you? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm on my way. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I walk in, it's like, holy shit, there's people sitting here waiting for us. Yeah, okay. right. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was a good experience and I'm so glad we did it. And, uh, oh, dude, it was great. And man, like, you know, yeah, fucking thank you so much for inviting uh, me along. Bro, like, it, like it honestly, was, it was I, great. It just had to happen. And, and I'm glad that we could talk about your comics and your writing career and, um, you know, get a bit of valuable insight into your creative process. Cause you, you, you know, you're a fucking genius yourself, man. You, you're fucking, you know, I got, I got nothing but high praise and respect for you so i think it's no i think no dude i mean but it's equally as important um you know peas in a pod that we discuss our individual processes and you know the the proof was in the pudding you know these people were taking notes they were engaged they were laughing and they loved it and if any of um if anyone's uh that was at the panel is actually listening to the podcast because we did mention it uh if we've got any new listeners like fucking jump onto our facebook or uh our our insta at yeah Crazy rad and yeah. say hi and just say yeah. hey we listened to the podcast we were there on the weekend we were dressed as whatever or you know i was that third guy in the back that was giving you the stink eye or Absolutely. something like that yeah um, I, I think know, it's... Just let, let us know who you are and give us a shout out and say hi yeah. and we'll say hi back I mean that's the thing, man. We don't we don't sit on on the freaky rad pages, um, you know, like daily stupidly posting, you know, mindless content, whatever. I uh, we just I don't know. We just get on there when we get on there, and um, but we always engage with any audience that is um, a part of what we do. And uh, yeah, uh, 
I'm I'm stoked. I'm stoked yeah, that we get yeah, to do yeah. this. This is great. Yeah, totally. And it, it's good to be back. It really is. It cool. is. It's been um <coughs> Oh, as I choke. It's been so long, but I think we needed the break. It was um Yeah, yeah like we were talking about the other day, man. I think, you know, this year was just kind of hammering both of us a bit. Yeah. And um you know, I, I don't think either of us ever want to get on here and be like, eh, everything sucks. Yeah, like, right. I mean, I think we had a couple of episodes that kind of, you know, started off that way after mm. a particularly shitful week. But, you know, I think, you know, we haven't gotten that bad yet where we're completely fucking morose. But This uh, show is not a chore for us, you know? No, like, no, not at all. Not and you can all. tell the difference between <laughs> real, shows that are like Real a life is a chore. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not um, like we're monetized or anything. So no, fuck no, no, no. no. <laughs> but well, uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's like like we were saying on the weekend, man. It's like you know, hey, like fuck, if you want to fucking give your shit away from free just to get red, like you know, you might get fucking paid the next time or whatever or something like that. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it, I, it, like Henry Rollins said, fuck it, I'd rather be heard than paid. You know, hundred percent, dude. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. Um. I, I could go on and on, man, but, um, man, it's, it's fucking, it's good to be back. Um, yeah, I'll, I, I'm, I'm going to wait till next episode to tell you about my roadie exploits of the past week. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You fucking better. Cause, um, yeah, yeah, you were on the road with, um, the hottest band in the world. Yeah, I was man. Which weirdly, I I brought uh, two of their action figures over the last week. No way. Yeah, well, I, 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 I got a little Scooby-Doo for my nostalgia shelf. Nice. And I wanted to have a team up with Kiss because, as we all know, I fucking love the Scooby-Doo meets Kiss movie. I think it's just brilliant. Fuck um, yeah. So, yeah, I grabbed Gene and Paul and they're just currently sitting awesome. on my nostalgia shelf hanging out with uh, Scoob. That is so cool. Um, yeah, we'll definitely talk about that because I mean that's a that's pretty epic in itself. Um, <laughs> but man, I um, last night worked the fucking Billie Eilish uh, load yeah load out of the final show of her three days of Brisbane fucking um, fiesta where she played. Yeah, I lost count how many shows, but dude. Um, I, I won't go, go into it too deep, but man, the decibel level is like nothing I've ever heard. <laughs> and and I'm not talking about the music. I am talking about the multitudes of screaming fans. Oh, Jesus. Bawling their eyes out and screaming. Like it was Beatlemania. It really was next Holy level. Fuck. The place was packed to the rafters. You couldn't fit another human body in there. And we, yeah, we're standing side stage ready to go. And there's Billie Eilish just fucking running past us to go high five the crowd and stuff. And she's flanked by a security. And yeah, I'll save it for next episode to to the adventures of Jesse Drackman, the roadie. (laughs) Um, But yeah, dude, it was, um, yeah, it was something else, man. But uh, bro, man, this has been such a fun episode. It has, man. And like, you know, we've got, we've got so much cool shit to talk about. Like we do, we do. Like, Cause I mean, I, you know, we've got to catch up on all sorts of cool stuff, like the new Hellraiser images that have come out. Yeah. Um, from the new movie. Our, um, our Rob Zombie love fest continues talking yeah. about the monsters. Um, you know, Constantine two's been announced. The Sandman TV series. Oh my God. Yeah. Fuck. I've got to talk about that. Tommy Lee's cock on Instagram. Um, hey, why not? 
Uh, but yeah, I just I just thought it was hilarious <laughs> that Tommy just posted a picture of his dong randomly. And you know why? Because he can. Because he's Tommy Lee. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, I just I just found that hilarious. And yeah. I mean, yeah, great story about that. It's like I saw it on Instagram, and I was like, okay, hi Tommy. Um, haven't seen that since Pamela was near it. <laughs> <laughs> and that was one hell of a video. And I just get this fucking random message from one of my partners. Tommy Lee's posted nude on Instagram. Screenshot it for me. I don't have Instagram. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, you fucking pervert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's there's a lot to catch up on. And of course, oh, we, yeah, it's just the, the, the we're hilariousness. Roadhouse as well. The oh, Swayze. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like there's a Bill and Ted episode in the offering because we haven't really covered it yet. I feel like we should. And you know what? That's a really good segue to also talk about the new Bill and Ted comic book that I read as well. So, Ironically, that is what made me think of it because mm-hmm. I saw that comic book. Um, I actually, I brought a crow print from that guy, I think. Yes. I'm uh, sure I did. Yeah. From Wayne Nichols? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Who? Yeah, a very good friend of mine. Uh, we've collaborated, and uh, yeah, he's a cool cat. So, yeah, we. Yeah, we like... well, I, I saw he had a crow print, and um, I'm really sorry to the guy that wanted to buy it. He only had <laughs> one left, uh, and I wanted to get it for B. Um, and yeah, I grabbed it, and this poor dude's like standing next to me, going, "Is that the last one?" And Wayne's just like, yeah, sorry. He's like, oh, I'll have to order it online. And I'm just yeah, like, yeah, you will. I'm like, yeah, sorry, not sorry, dude. Yeah, sucks <laughs> to be you, buddy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that print was gorgeous. But yeah, I saw his Bill and Ted comic, and I was like thinking, like, fuck, we haven't done Bill and Ted on the podcast. Yet. No, we, we haven't. We and it's, it's a great comic book for a great film, and uh, yeah, we'll definitely be talking about that and a whole lot more on the. Many, many happy returns of the rad. Yes, and Freaky Friday because uh, yeah. we, we we are back. Yeah, I, we're gonna get all we're gonna get all zombie on the uh, on the next uh, Freaky Rad. Me thinks. Oh yeah. fuck yeah! Yeah, yeah. All, all things monsters and uh, of course talk about the new Hellraiser and yeah, there's plenty to talk about. So you know what to do, boys and girls. Fucking subscribe. And, uh, you know, drop some love, send us some feedback, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, dude, do the thing. If you saw us on the weekend and uh, didn't hate us, then, you know, let us know. Yeah, Um, man. We'd love to hear from um, you. Yeah, shout out to the the dude dressed as Han Solo that wanted the picture with me. Like, you completely blew my mind, man. Um, (laughs) And I'm glad you... um, glad you enjoyed the panel and got something out of it man that was that was very cool of you and shout out to every person that that dreams big and uh you know and and has aspirations of doing things because we you know whatever that is we are testament to that we are two guys that thought it'd be a cool idea to to talk shit on a podcast and here we are you know we don't we're not professionals. We're not trained professionals by any means. We do this because we love it. <laughs> yeah, we're professional idiots, but yeah, 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 it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. But, um, and I mean, you know, man, like, honestly, um, <clears throat> you know, a uh, big fucking thanks to everyone that listens. Yeah, absolutely. To everyone that showed up for the panel and stuff yeah. like that. Because, yeah. 
you know, it's it's really cool for us to, you know, I mean, we love doing this shit. We love like we we write because we love it. We make comics because we love it. We write TV series because we love it. Um, occasionally people give us money and that's cool. But if we didn't need to pay bills and stuff, we'd still be doing the shit for free. We do this podcast because we love it. Yep. And it's just really cool to have to know that there are people out there that are listening to us or, you know, following in our footsteps. That sounds really fucking arrogant, but you know, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, we're, we're, yeah. we're leaving an inspirational footprint. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's really cool to know that and to see that and to have experienced that, like Absolutely. And, you know, meeting you guys in public and, you know, being able to engage with you and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, it just really, you know, it gives us a sense of, you know, validation and inspires us to keep doing it and go further. Cause it's like, well, you know, we're not just sitting here going, oh, I guess, you know, we like doing this, but no one's paying attention. No one gives a fuck. So but yeah, I think, I think it we, just recharges us. Yeah. You know, that, I guess. I think the, not only having a, a bit of a break, our panel on the weekend and just being at the convention just really recharged us you know we we got a really supercharged recharge uh yeah yeah absolutely and uh it was really nice to know that that people love what we do um and yeah again to everyone that has followed the show so far you all rule thank you so much and uh you know, whether you engage with us or not online, that's fine. Uh, if you are just happy listening to the show, we are more than happy to just keep bringing you fucking quality shows. And I have to apologize before I go, Jake. I have not in this one minute of this episode mentioned. We haven't. I know where you're going with this, and we you haven't. Know. And and should I? Should I do this? We should. I mean, we did. We did mention him a lot over the weekend. We'll be right back after this commercial break. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 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 No more Mori. Just no more Mori. Um, yeah. I have. Yeah. I, I haven't mentioned he, it. He sucks so much. He's not even getting a commercial this episode. And I brought him up at the panel. And uh, <laughs> that was funny, but um, <laughs> it, was. <laughs> it was pretty funny. And a lot of kids watching going, Ugh. they probably thought, oh my God, Morrissey's the boogeyman. Well, you're fucking right he is, man. <laughs> Fuck you, Mori. Fuck you. <laughs> there you go. That's my, I, 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 I got to confess, like, you know, when, 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 you know, when, when those kids were just like meeting you with blank faces when you mentioned Morrissey because they didn't know who he was. I was looking at those children with a heart full of envy. Yeah. So I was like, oh, you lucky, lucky little soul. You have not experienced the horror that is Morrissey. Like, stay clean. I'm like, I'm like Billy Madison in fucking the movie. Like, no, stay, stay as long as you can. Trust me. Don't grow up. It's like uh, it's like The Exorcist, man. Don't play with the Ouija board. Do yeah, not yeah, put yeah. on that Morrissey record because yeah, you will unleash an evil that there is no return from. Yeah, don't don't do it. It's like summoning like a really shitty polyester devil. Yeah, and if you find yourself <laughs> running down the beach or you know mo- moaning down the beach in a fucking polyester top, do not blame us. 
blame yeah, yourself. And just don't do it because you know what's going to happen is like you're going to do that and Henry Rollins is going to want to chase you down and set you on fire. And Actually, I he will do that. think of anything scarier than mm. Henry Rollins chasing after me, wanting to do me harm. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll add to that just to, just to cap off this episode. Um, if you thought Henry Rollins chasing you like that is scary enough, imagine you're down the beach in your polyester thinking that you, you have refound yourself as a Morrissey fan and then you spot riding down the sand on a Harley, Lorenzo, Lorenzo Lamar, the renegade, and he fucking, with a flick of his hair and a blink of an eye, he will snap kick you straight to hell. I, I kind of feel like it's like the, the thing would be like if you're a Morrissey fan, it's like, you know, it's like the tigers chasing the fucking zebra where you've got the two coming in from the side yeah, flushing you forward. And it's like the two coming in from the side to attack you would be me and Jesse. And we're yeah. like trying to flush you towards Henry Rollins for your inevitable death as a yeah. Morrissey fan. Dude, I've just... And look, it sounds harsh, but it's fair. Yeah, I, I, I just had, I, I, I'm carrying on here, and I, I'm sorry, but I'm also going to say, well, um, you've gone, you've gone an hour and twenty minutes without mentioning Morrissey, so we've kind of got to get it out. Yeah, because like, usually there's a couple of fuck you Morrisseys throughout every episode. Yeah, so, there is. And, you know, we're saving we're it for the end. That. Yeah, and and my last fuck you Morrissey moment uh, that that came to my mind is to add to all that is um, as we've quite often brought up one of our favorite movies, Wayne's World. I just all too familiar remember this um, that that infamous scene with Garth and Mister Donut Head. <laughs> hey, Mister Donut Man, I hear someone's trying to kill you. Oh, they better not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the humanity. Oh, it hurts. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Morrissey. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 the devil. He, the devil. Yeah. On that note, Jake, it's been fucking rad. It has, man. It is good to be back. Um, and yeah, like I said, thank you everyone for coming out to the panel. Thank you everyone who said nice things about the panel um, on my little Instagram Q&A. Um, <clears throat> some weirdo, um, and I say this with all the affection in the world, some weirdo said that he loved watching us on the panel and that I reminded him of a cross between Henry Rollins and Kevin Smith. Dude, that's fucking cool. That's like I I'm really bad with compliments on any given day that's of the week, but that's like cool a really compliment. big compliment. And I'm like, oh god, I am so take not that, that shit cool. and own it. Yeah. Um, you know, but I, I'm 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 just sort of like I broke it down in my brain, and I'm just like, if you mean that I can talk shit at length like both of those guys, then yes, yes, I am. And um, um, yeah, and on <clears> that note. Boys and girls. But yes, that was a very you. great compliment. And thank you all very, very much. Yep. Um, that burp just, I don't, don't feel like I can top that. So let's just, let's say goodbye there. I, <laughs> and but we again, will see you next time, everyone. Yeah. I guess they'll just fade us out till the credits stop rolling. I just think that burp should just like, we should end the show on that burp and just have it echo and just get progressively like softer. Till next time. Thanks for tuning in. Indeed. See you, bro. Bye. Uh... Microphone test. One, two, three. One, two, three.